I would ask you though, because I feel like in the few months that we've been doing this podcast, you and I have maybe mentioned Raphael Stone's name maybe once or twice in the entire podcast. Um, just because we we've been so focused on the players and the coaching and the game. And I, I wanted to ask you, like, especially as an insider, man, how much is Raphael Stone to blame in all of this? And at what point does the the heat sort of start to turn up on Raphael Stone to where there's some accountability there and we start kind of kind of looking and focusing in on the job that he's doing? Well, I mean, all, the focus has always been on the head coach, Stephen Silas, and that's just how this is. And Stephen Silas is the one who answers all the questions and he's the one who's the public face of the organization. <clears throat> um, however, at some point, it does fall on the guy who builds the roster, and that's Rafael Stone. And if Rafael Stone, you know, I do think a lot of it does fall on Rafael Stone because, again, it's his roster. He's the one who wanted Kevin Porter Jr. to be the point guard. Uh, he's the one who drafted the guys. He's the one who went as young as he did with this roster. He's the one who, as John Wall says, is the one who uh, wanted Wall to, to come off the bench and then eventually go home. So, yeah, a lot of this does fall on him. Now, I, does this, you know, in terms of job and, and stuff moving forward for him, I, I don't know. I, I think it's way too early to start getting into that just because he's got some job security. You know, that that's the one thing where you look at Steven Silas. Steven Silas has no job security. Steven Silas doesn't have a contract past the season. Rafael Stone does. So that's why Rafael Stone, as the GM, is always going to have um, a, a little bit more leeway than, say, the head coach does. And plus, the Rockets are very young and they're rebuilding and a lot of this is based on drafts and you look at the guys who they've drafted and they're talented yet they just have not been able to mesh well on a basketball floor so um certainly the guy who puts the roster together deserves a good deal of the blame yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's where i'm at at this point too man like the the general manager is gets to kind of be out of sight out of mind because they don't do a weekly press conference or a daily press conference or have a show on the pregame radio partner and, and all of that. Like, like you mentioned, Steven Silas gets to be the face of what we're watching, but it, it, uh, that was what I thought was a key revel. I don't know if, if revelation is the right word. Cause we could have, we probably could have figured this and, and known this just the way, uh, just the way things work organizationally and not just with the Rockets, but in most places where, the general manager as the architect of the team gets to sort of dictate to the coach to a certain degree who they would like to see play, if not just to say flat out, this is who you're playing. Um, and, and it varies from organization to organization and it may even be more prevalent in other sports. But I mean, you heard John Wall. I don't think we played this clip, but John Wall in that podcast that we're talking about mentions how when he met with Steven Silas, going into that year two that ended up not basically not being a year two because he didn't play uh saying hey man you know this is what the gm wants to do and you know this is direction the direction that we're going in and so i you know i, I feel like that that gives you insight into how much of a influence he has on what we're actually seeing out there on the court i don't I, i'm not saying that he's out there coaching the team and the one that's deciding all of the rotations that rockets twitter gets all worked up about and you know, in the Twitter spaces and in comments and in message boards and all of that. But it does go to show you what the influence is from Raphael Stone on not just accumulating the players, but also the 
the actual product that we see the, the way the product is, is uh the way the way the product is uh is presented to us he is much more involved than people realize i think and so when you hear him say that you know i want i want Walt, you know i want kevin porter jr to be the point guard i mean this is rafael's way of basically you know putting his foot down um he is at most practices he is involved in coaches meetings you know at, at halftime and and even uh, uh after the games so he very much has his hands on just about everything that you can have uh within the organization so i, I do think that he is a little more powerful than people realize and at some points you know he's got a you know that, that i think you'll start to see a little bit more of that especially if they wind up making a coaching move at some point yeah, and we talk about Raphael St Raphael Stone so little that I'm pronouncing his name like he's one of the Ninja Turtles, and I apologize for that. I, hey, look, Raphael, come talk to us a little bit more. Get out, get out in front. I know we he's seen a lot, just doesn't necessarily talk a lot. But uh, but I did want to acknowledge that and uh, and apologize for getting his name wrong. Uh, he's not he is not one of the uh, the Ninja Turtles. He is Raphael Stone. Um, but let me ask you this before we pivot. I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge or figure out how the Rockets get out of this. Is it just simply, <laughs> hey, maybe the tanking works and, you know, they land, you know, they land Victor and everything just works out. The generational talent, best prospect we've seen since, I don't know, LeBron James, whoever, and everything, you know, and everything's cool. You know, is 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 that the way? I, I would mention David Thorpe in the comment that we were mentioning earlier in your tweet. <laughs> you know, he he sort of laments the fact that Victor Wembanyama is going to have to end up, or or would possibly have to end up with the Rockets. What he called a clown show, quoting uh, another agent or quoting an agent that he knows, uh, and sort of I guess just lamenting the the draft as a concept when you're you know the best at what you the best prospect at what you do, and then you don't get to decide where you go. Um, but that, I mean, he's not going to, we're not fixing that in a day or probably ever. So is, is that just the path? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to go from bad or how the Rockets go from bad organization, no improvement, agents calling it a clown show, all of this, uh, the Austin Rivers, a former player for the team talking about how the, the guys need vets and need to be taught how to play the right way. How do they get from this spot to something that's uh, that's more respectable? Is there is there a a path in sight for that? I, I mean, there there is just because of just the talent that you have in the building, and I, I don't think you can deny that they have some guys that you can build around right now. Does that equal a good team? I don't know yet, but they need to introduce some structure into the organization, and they need to in, they need to introduce some discipline into the organization. That needs to happen. And that needs to happen relatively quickly. And I don't know if that's going to be able to happen between now and game 82. But once this season ends, that needs to be their main focus is not is is bringing some some discipline, some organization to the to, to the organization. And then they need to obviously add some talent to the roster and they'll be able to spend some money in free agency for the first time in a while. It's, it's going to be important that they do that. 
And I do think they have an opportunity to add a veteran and Austin Rivers is a free agent, just, you know, happenstance. How about that? Um, that it, it, so they have a chance to add there. They'll have a chance obviously to add into the, add somebody in the draft, but it's not like, this is not a, a situation that you already blow it up. Oh, yeah. you, don't, you don't need to go there with it. And I've seen it just, you know, across the street in at, uh, at Minute Maid where they were saying the same thing about the Astros in 2013 and 2014. And they got it together pretty quickly. Sometimes you just need to let guys grow and improve and mature. But you, I, I do think that they need to be a little more hands-on with it. And they need to expect a little bit more out of these guys and what they're expecting out of them right now. And they need to go into next year and say, hey, it, it's time to actually like do some winning. And you need to go and earn your, your playing time. And if you're not good, you're not going to play because we have this other guy behind you. Right now, if you're Jalen Green, there's nobody behind you who's in who's going to actually take your job. So if you have to actually compete for minutes and compete for your job, then maybe you're going to play a little bit harder. Maybe you're not going to fall asleep on defense every other possession. Maybe you're not going to kick the ball around. Maybe you will actually sprint back on defense. How about that? You know, yeah. that solves a lot of problems. It's just, what a concept, Adam. I mean, you're you're giving up 18 fast break points a game. I mean, if you give up 12, then all of a sudden things are a whole lot different for you as a team. And that's just simply getting back on defense. I think one of the mistakes that they have made this year is going all in on the offensive rebounds because now you're telling because there are some teams that are good offensive rebounding teams, but they're good offensive rebounding teams because they have good individual offensive rebounders. The way the Rockets do it, they just say everyone cr- crash the glass. Everyone just go. And so that, as a player, it gives you a built-in excuse not to get back on defense because you can say, oh, I'm just going to crash. I'm just going to crash. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to be good at it. I'm not going to, like, maybe take the right angle or read the read the ball correctly. But I'm going to crash, so I don't have to worry about getting back on defense because I crashed the glass instead. That's, I think, the mentality that they need to get out of. They need to be focused on, hey, get back on defense, play the right way, play hard every single possession, don't give up on plays. And I think that that makes them better moving forward. But you've got to instill that in players. And right now that hasn't been instilled in them. And there's just, there's there's no consequences for anything. So they need to get someone in here, whether it's Steven Silas changing his stripes on the fly, which I don't know will necessarily happen. And you don't really see happen at this point, but they they need to bring, bring in someone who is actually, going to hold players accountable. So I think that's the big thing. I think that's how you can get players to grow very quickly is by making them actually earn minutes. An organization that needs organizing. Good luck, Rockets. Good luck, Rockets.